what do I really want to accomplish in 2022? These aren't resolutions. These are what do I really want to accomplish in 2022? The key to all of that for me personally comes down to your mindset. That's not a surprise. I have a company called Mindset Shift. I spend a lot of time working with senior leaders and execs around their mindset. However, for me, I think it was Elle Nightingale who actually said, what we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality. Before we get into today's episode, we have a word from our sponsor, Mindset Shift. Have you ever told yourself, I don't think I can do this? They will never go for it. I'm not a good enough leader. The things you tell yourself that hold you back. Imagine if you could remove all those boundaries just by holding them up and actually looking at them, figuring out where they come from and how to tackle them. At Mindset Shift, that's what we do. We help innovative and ambitious leaders that want to make extraordinary things happen for their teams, for their business, for their culture, and for themselves. We help unlock their growth through actionable coaching, workshops, leadership development programs, or speaking engagements. We create foundational people over profit environments, the kinds where productivity and innovation soar, culture, inclusion, and equity sit at the heart of operations. Are you ready to step out the box and take your organization to the next level? Contact us today at www.mindsetshift.co.uk. Enjoy today's episode. On today's episode of Every Leadership, you have me. I decided to do something a bit different this week. So rather than having some of the great, amazing guests I've had on throughout 2021, as we're coming towards the end of the year, I want to talk about the new year, new me, that seems to happen every single year around about this time. Even in the pandemic period last year, it was still there. New year, new me, I'm going to do great things. Nothing absolutely happens. That's why I want to lean into the subject today. Because I understand the symbolism of seeing a new year and having these great resolutions. But that's all they're ever going to be. It's just going to be resolutions. There's a reason why I think the survey and the results say 80% of resolutions never work past January 31st of the year they are made. Something's broken. It's not working. So if you're serious about setting goals and accomplishing your goals, You need to look at things completely differently. I remember many years ago, fresh out university, about a year into my marriage, had a son by then, and all the grad schemes that had got that were lined up had all been cancelled because it was right in the middle of the recession. So I managed to get a job at customer service call center for Barclays. And I remember going in there, met one of my colleagues. Hey, how are you doing? She's about four or five years older than me. And we just got talking. I was like, oh, what are you doing before? She did finance or business at university. I'm like, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to stay here? Do you want to move forward? She was talking about, no, I'm going to go ahead and become a chartered accountant. 
I want to do my ACCA, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, cool. When are you planning to do that? Oh, I've been thinking about it and I'm going to do it next year. I was like, okay. How long have you been saying that for? She said, I've been saying that for the last seven years. For the last seven years, she had been saying exactly the same thing. Yet she was in exactly the same company, in exactly the same position. And nothing had changed. I also had aspirations to do my CMO. In about four months, I had left that company and I started my journey. There's a difference. It's very easy to say you're going to do something. It's when it comes to taking the action required that separates the winners and the losers. In all honesty, that's literally what it comes down to because it's winners and losers. It's either you're winning and accomplishing what you set out to do or you're losing by staying stuck in the same old cycle time and time and time again. But before we even go down to taking action, there is a level of introspection that is required. It's not talked about enough. I want to lean into that a little bit more today. There is a saying from US Navy SEALs that says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's a very weird saying from SEALs. You expect the SEALs to be go, 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 go every single time, just going. But there's two ways of looking at it. Number one, when they're on water, you glide and you move quicker when the water is smooth. So if you're in choppy water, you're going up and down and up and down, it slows you down. So it's better to be able to move on smoother water. Therefore, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Another way of looking at it is when you're going into battle, if you only have a very action-oriented mindset and you don't take the time to be able to reflect analyze, assess what's going on around you, you're going to lose. Every single time, you are going to lose. But if you take your time, slow and smooth, you look around you, you're assessing what's going on, you're aware of your surroundings, it allows you to think differently, and therefore, you win. Slow and smooth, smooth is fast. In a world where it's all about action, 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 Taking the time to reflect is so critical to your growth to accomplish those goals that you have set out. And that part of introspection requires you to do what I like to call an end of year review. It's have a look at what has worked for you this year and what hasn't worked for you this year. Look into every key area of your life. So I'm talking about friendships, your romantic relationships, your career, your business, your personal habits, all of these areas, you take the time to actually explore, asking yourself the question, what has worked for you and what has not worked for you? It's so important to help you to get to where you want to get to. Why is it so important? Because the people that you have around you the habits and the systems that you currently have around you are part of the reason why you've either accomplished or not accomplished what you have in mind. And that's why you have to assess them. Are there certain friends I have around me who do not help me? Are there certain friends around me who hold me back? Are there certain friends around me who 
I find myself constantly comparing myself to. Why is that? Same with your relationships. Are there parts of my relationship this year that have worked and they haven't worked? Have I been so focused on grinding and getting the money and hustling that I've neglected my partner and my kids? I've had to ask myself that question. In the quest to financially provide for my family, am I also providing from an emotional standpoint for my wife or for my kids? If they are the foundation and the center of everything I do, Am I actually there for them? Or am I so caught up doing something else that they don't actually see me? It's interesting this year I was speaking to, if I was speaking to a number of CEOs on asking them this question, what are your values? And a lot of them said, oh, family first. Like my family means so much to me. I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. I like, I like that. How much time do you spend with your partner? You know, in a month, might be like, I don't know, a weekend here or there. And your kids? Very similar. For some, I don't actually even see my kids because I've gone back to the way I was working. Even now that I'm working at home, I still don't see my kids because I'm so busy. Now the travel's opened up for some people, I'm back on the road traveling again. There's so many different things that came before their values of family first. And until we had that conversation, they had never really thought about it. And these are people time and time and time again, they'll get up and they will talk about family first, being their main values. But yet in reality, they weren't really practicing it. And they had not taken the time to slow down, to reflect and think until we had that conversation. After that conversation, they now started to put things into place that really showed with their actions that they were family first for those who were, because there were some people who were not. And they also had to make that decision. But that's the whole point of you having the end of year review. Take your time. What has worked for me? I want to lose weight. Are there times that I can think about where I was actually able to stick to my diet and eat well? And are there times or instances or situations where all of that went out the window? And why is that? How long did I stay consistent for? These are key questions that help you as you start to build your systems because your systems are important. Remember James Clare saying, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Your goal is your desired outcome. Your system is the collection of the daily habits that will get you there. This year, if you spend less time focusing on outcomes and more time focusing on the habits that precede the results, you'll be able to achieve the results that you want in the first place. If you haven't read the book, Atomic Habits by James Clare, make sure you pick it up because that also helps you with your systems. But he has a point. All the things I just talked about right now around your family, around your friends, around your relationships, around your career, around your business. These are all things that you have read. This is all things mostly within your control, but they're all part of the foundation and your daily routine and your daily habits. And you don't ever stop to think about them. If you don't ever stop to think about them, you would not accomplish what you desire in 2022. So number one, Take your time, do an end of year review, ask questions, ask your friends, ask your family. Last year or so, have you seen me change? Have you seen me grow? Have you seen me accomplish things that you're proud of? And think you're like, ooh, shouldn't have done that. But make sure you ask people who will tell you the truth, not in a brutal way, those who love you, but we're honest with you. There's a difference. Okay? Because there's some people who are haters. So 
Hopefully, end of your review, you start to identify who the haters are. So you cut them out. So you're never going to them to give them more ammunition anyway. But you're just locking those people off completely. But end of year review is important if you want to achieve your goals. Number two, accountability structure. You need to have people around you who are going to hold you accountable. You need to have your own board of advisors if you want to look at it that way. In that company, you have the CEO or the founder, and he has a group of people around him that he goes to time and time again. People he goes to for advice, people who goes to to talk and discuss about the business. He has his own board of advisors. And sometimes they're all within the company and hopefully they're outside the company. So therefore, you're getting diversity of thought. Who are your board of advisors? Who are the people that you turn to day in, day out? There's a book called The Personal Boardroom. The authors have completely skipped my mind right now. But they basically describe about 12 roles you have in your own personal boardroom. You have the informational roles, which are people who provide you with new knowledge, new insights and ideas. You have the power roles. It's people who provide you access to people, resource and help you to get things done. And then you have developmental roles. It's people who provide feedback, challenge, courage and balance. So what I want for you is in your developmental roles, you have your improvers, challengers, nerve givers and anchors. I'm not going to break these down but I will put a reference in the show notes into the personal boardroom. And hopefully much you're going to try and get it authors in next year so we can discuss it further. So you have those four people in developmental roles. So when, remember when I said ask for feedback? Those people are the ones that you go to, to ask for feedback. Then you've got those in your power roles. You have the unlocker, the sponsor, the influencer, the connector. Start to identify who these people are because they're the people who will be able to help you to be able to get some of your goals done. So if your goal is to connect with that person, to work in that organization, to speak in that place, to have that person in your podcast, to feature on their podcast, if your goal is just to reach out and potentially start mentoring relationships with that person or just to connect with that person, these are the people in the power roles who potentially can unlock those doors for you. They're the people who can connect you. They're the bridge that you need, but you need to, to identify those people are. Okay. So you've got four roles, roughly your developmental roles. You've got four roles in your power roles and you've got the information roles. These are your customer voice, your expert, your inspire, your navigator. They can look completely differently. There's another four roles. So that way you've got 12 people in your personal boardroom. Just think about it. What does your boardroom look like? Have you ever thought about the people, the influences and systems that are feeding into you. End of year review, first. Accountability structure, second. With the personal boardroom flowing into both of those two areas. Okay? And then, once you've got all that information, you can start to take some time and now think, what do I really want to accomplish in 2022? These aren't resolutions. These are what do I really want to accomplish in 2022? The key to all of that for me personally comes down to your mindset. That's not a surprise. I have a company called Mindset Shift. I spend a lot of times working with senior leaders and execs around their mindset. However, for me, I think it was Elle Nightingale who actually said, what we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality. 
I have a wheel that I use that I created in my business, which is your mindset flows into your beliefs. Your beliefs flow into your values. Your values flow into your behavior. Your behavior flows into your actions. And then you go back into your mindset. Mindset, beliefs, values, behavior, actions. That's how I see things working. That's how I see things working time and time again. Whether personally or professionally, it's always been around that will. That's how I just have seen things. Your mindset is key and critical. That's why all the exercises I've asked you to do is getting your mind right. It's about preparing that foundation. It's about preparing the subconscious, which is where a lot of those thoughts happen. 90% of your stuff happens in your subconscious. There's only 10% that happens in your conscious mind. That's the ground that the seeds are sown into. There are, when I look back over my career, the things that I always wanted to accomplish started off with tiny little thoughts in my mind. Is that possible? Those seeds were sown. And then I took different sets of actions and not always in mind of that goal or that seed that was planted, but it was already in my subconscious. And then when I stop, when I take it back and I reflect and I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, I've accomplished what I set out five years ago, what I set out 10 years ago. If I remember one of the craziest dreams I had was at a point in time when I was struggling, when I was struggling really, really bad, like financially. And I went out with a friend of mine, we were just talking. It's like, oh, bro, like, can you imagine? I think at that point in time, I was probably earning about 20K. It's like, can you imagine earning like 40 or 50K? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I keep on having this mad goal where I'm earning six figures plus. He's like, why would you be thinking about such a thing? Like, look at where you are and look at what's going on with you. Look how bad it is. And you're still thinking about six figures. Like, get it. I was like, nah, bro. I was like, I want to earn six figures. About six years later, I looked up and I had managed to achieve that goal. It was planted in my subconscious. What was driving me wasn't just about the money because I actually forgotten about that. What was driving me was around my family and wanting to achieve and aspire to certain goals that we had as a unit. And that was the driving force. When I look back, it wasn't about me achieving that financial goal. The journey was super, super important. What I learned on that journey, man, it has stayed with me and helped me to go and do so much more than just achieving that financial goal. And that's why writing down the goal is so important. You go through end of year review, you have your accountability in place, and then you write down what those goals are. What do you really want to do? What do you really want to achieve? For me, for example, in fact, I love, surprisingly, public speaking. I haven't done it in 2021, apart from like one or two one-off things. Intentionally, I just did not have the time and the space. So I made a goal and I said, in 2020, I want to get back on the road. I want to start speaking again. Paid speaking engagements, 20 of those. And a friend of mine was like, why 20? It's 2022. Why don't you have 22 speaking engagements? I was like, okay. It has a nice ring to it. I haven't done any in 2021. It's going to, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking, asking myself, how am I going to make this goal a reality? Then I have my personal board. So I start to share that goal, my personal board now. I'm pulling it out this. I'm declaring I want 22, a minute or 22 speaking gigs in 2022 paid. So if you listen to this and you think you want someone great to come and speak, reach out to me and we can make that happen. But it's things like that. I know the reasons behind why I'm doing it. I know the reasons behind why I took a break. And everything I'm talking to you about right now in terms for you to do is things that I've done that I know that I've worked. 
Now, I'll recognize the fact that just because it worked for me doesn't necessarily mean it worked for you. But the principles, the systems, I believe work for you because I've seen that happen time and time again. You taking the time to do the end of year review, you taking the time to have people as accountability buddies and in your personal boardroom and doing that assessment. And then you're now writing down those goals that you want to accomplish for yourself. You want to accomplish for your family. If you're doing stuff for your family, make sure if you do have a partner, speak to your partner, speak to your kids. Don't do this in isolation. This is part of coming together. So make sure you do that as well. So, and I spend that time talking to my wife. We spend time talking, praying, planning for what our year is going to be like. So I have my personal goals. We have our family goals. She has her own personal goals. I have goals with my kids. All goals aligned, but I'm having those conversations with the partners involved. Okay. So three steps for your new year, new me. If you want to have a new year, new me. If you don't want to have a new year, new me, and you just want to say the words, fine. Ignore this podcast. It's been an absolute waste of your time. If you really want to take action, end of year review, accountability structure, write your goals down. Do not have it in your head. Write it down. There's a verse in the Bible that says, write it down and make it plain. I hold on to those words daily. There's also neuroscience involved with the art of writing things down actually stays in your brain more and is imprinted in your mind more and it helps with the rewiring of the synapses. So physically, the act of physically writing stuff down makes a massive difference. So don't type it, write it down because you can spare the five or 10 minutes it's going to take you to find a piece of paper and find a pen and to actually have that. I want to see you win. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you lead yourself. So when we're talking about everyday leadership, this is how you lead yourself and you lead others in every single way have a great christmas enjoy your time with your family and if you do this send me an email at hello at mindsetshift.co.uk let me know how it goes or drop me a dm on instagram or linkedin or twitter just let me know how this process goes for you whether you find it hard whether you found it easy what the results you got from it i always like to hear from you we'll see you next week in everyday leadership 